And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps Post Game Show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and thank you guys for tuning in once again to this show. Wherever you are watching, the only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post game show there is. So send us your comments and questions wherever you are watching this live stream, whether you are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, or YouTube, send in your comments and questions, and I will read those comments and answer your questions later on in the show, because as always, Raptors fans, this is your show, a place to congregate, a safe space, let's say, for us to discuss what just went down as your Toronto Raptors lose, 132-121, to 121. and one thing I'll say too is if you ever happen to miss the podcast, just know you can like and subscribe. Wherever you get your podcasts on Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts, pardon me, Spotify, SoundCloud, and the aforementioned YouTube, like and subscribe, tell your friends, if they are Raptors fans, join the movement. Remember, Wrap It Up is the show, On Blast is the network. So let's get down to it and let's talk about this Toronto Raptors game because it was a tough one. Tough loss for the Toronto Raptors and... There's no excuse making in the NBA because, I mean, you're coming off a game where you just played a team in which their star player, one of their star players, was in the lineup and then out of the lineup and then in the lineup and out of the lineup again. Maybe I mixed that up, but you know what I'm saying? So, you know, the fact the Raptors are in this game and it's a second night of a back-to-back and flying from New York to Atlanta, that's a long flight. Like, this was going to be a tough game for the Toronto Raptors, and it showed. Again, they lose 132 to 121. And it's the first win the Hawks have gotten against the Toronto Raptors since 2017. For those checking your calendars, it is now 2021. So it's been a long time. But this was a game where the Hawks, I mean, if you're the Raptors, you still got to look at it and you think this is a schedule esque loss. And there's no real excuse. It's not even a moral victory because you need all the wins you can get. But let's be honest, this was going to be a tough one with the Hawks sitting at home waiting, the Raptors coming in off a flight, and they put up a good fight. I think they just ran out of gas late. And you're still in a good spot if you're the Raps, right? You started out the season 2-8, and eight. you're 8-5 eight and five since, you found yourself back in the hunt for the playoffs, and you just want to be in that mix. You come in, winners of three straight. The Hawks were losers of three straight, so this was just a perfect matchup for the Hawks to take advantage of and for them to get back into the win column. And things just went their way in this game. Trey Young leading the way for them, as you'd expect. 28 points, 13 assists. Chris Boucher, who you might not expect, was leading the way for the Raps as he put up 29-10 and 10 in this game. And for people who might be new to the pod, normally what I'll do is I'll go through what happened in the game, just a quick little recap, and then I'll get to your comments and questions. So please, again, wherever you are listening live, don't hesitate to send in your comments and questions on Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube, or Twitch. Let me know, and I will read those comments later on for sure. Also, again, like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And hey, in case you miss one live show, we got you covered. So we start off with the first quarter, and it was a game of runs. And the Hawks, I mean, the Raptors started out the game one of six. The Hawks started out the game two for six. Then all of a sudden, everything started going in. Raptors went 
after starting one of six, the Raptors then went and hit seven of their next nine shots. The Hawks hit six of their next seven shots. And the Hawks just kept shooting. And it was going in. I mean, they finished this game with 19 threes. And they shot 52.8% from three throughout the game. So the Hawks' red-hot shooting was just crazy. And early on in this game of runs, I think the Raptors' bench really gave them a good boost. Because again, Freddie... Kyle, Pascal, Norm, those guys played a lot of minutes last night. And if you notice, Terrence Davis did not play a lot of minutes last night. And I think the hopes were that maybe you could get a bit of a boost from some of the guys on your bench, most notably Terrence Davis, to really give and pick up Kyle and Fred, who are playing mega minutes. And you know you demand a lot from those guys, but they're going to need some help, right? They didn't really get it in this game. But early on, you know, Bembry, I thought, gave the Raps some really good minutes as the Raps were down early, but after a great timeout from Nick Nurse, Raps answer with, you know, Bembry comes in, Bembry's giving them solid minutes, he hits a three, part of a 16-4 run, Freddie hits a three just before the buzzer, a crazy three-pointer in which he comes around the screen and he was off balance, but Freddie hits big shots. That actually gave the Raptors a lead 34-28 to after one. If we head to the second quarter, the Hawks just kind of kept going. And we've noticed this trend. This is back-to-back -back games now where the Raptors have given up massive, massive amounts of points in the second quarter. The Hawks score 38 points in that second quarter. And it was against the Raptors bench. And you notice this theme because it's not going to go away for the Raps unless they change their personnel, which... I mean, I don't know realistically what they can do. I mean, we know they need someone at the five spot because this Aaron Baines thing is not working. It just isn't, right? Like, it, it's, they cut bait with Alex Len, cool, but the Baines thing is not working. Baines as a starter, he's just, he's struggling. And even in this game, again, and I, I hate to seem like I'm picking on Aaron Baines, but again, in this game, the very first possession for the Toronto Raptors, Baines is wide open, and I, I get why he's shooting it because he's open, but after you airball the first shot of the game, it just sets the tone for the rest of the game, and even if he hits that, he's just going to shoot more, it's just don't shoot the three, just wait and hand the ball back off to Fred or Kyle, set a screen for them, just stop shooting threes, for everybody's sake, right? Nobody wants to see Aaron Baines continue to miss threes. But the point here is that he is struggling. And when he struggles, then the Raptors' depth really takes a hit. And that's why you're seeing the second quarters be so terrible for the Toronto Raptors in back-to-back -back nights. Because if you think about it, who's playing in the second quarter? Your bench. And so when your bench is struggling, and then now Kyle and Fred, one of them has to be in the game and kind of leading that bench unit. That's a lot of mileage. That's a lot of energy those guys are taking up having to lead the charge. And when you're asking that much, and I talk about this all the time, and when you look at what's happening with, with uh, the Nets right now, when you're asking that much, when you have a top-heavy team, meaning you're dependent upon three to four guys to soak up all the minutes, that's a lot to ask for. And if you're looking at guys who are MVP candidates like Kevin Durant and James Harden, and then even add in a top tier all-star in terms of Kyrie Irving, and those guys are struggling to do it, then of course, Fred Van Fleet, Kyle Lowry, Pascal, those guys are also going to struggle in that situation because you're asking a lot of them. Now, at the end of the day, 
tough it up, play ball, roll it out. To quote the wise words of Josh Donaldson, this ain't the try-hard league. Facts are facts. The Raps need to play better. But the reality is, time and time again, we're just seeing their lack of depth. And that's why you have a second quarter in which the Hawks shoot 62% and score 38 points. And that happens because, again, high-level defense. Those guys, we know Fred and Kyle and Pascal can play high-level defense. But when you're asking them to do that for the entire game and try to get you 20, that's a lot. And if you think about it and you're paying attention to the box scores, that's why you'll see things like one night Pascal has 30 and then the next night his scoring number's down. One night Freddie has a big night and then the next night his scoring numbers are down, right? Freddie in his two games, I mean, he, he was okay today, right? Freddie's numbers weren't bad. He finished with 20 points. Sorry, Freddie finished with 25 points on 6 of 18 shooting. Freddie had a good bounce back night, 25 points, 10 assists, and a bounce back night from going from 54 to struggling last night against Brooklyn and then having a good night tonight. But again, this is what we're talking about, the consistency, the difference between as you go up the levels from NBA player to bench guy to starter to all-star to superstar, when you go up all those levels, the biggest difference is consistency. The level of play that you're at, but are you consistently able to do that night in, night out? That's what makes you, that's what makes a difference from a bench guy to an all-star to a superstar. And right now, Freddie is playing well. We know he's a starter in this league, but to get to that next level and be an all-star, the consistency has to be there. So that's the struggle here with the Raptors depth. If you give the Raptors a solid backup point guard or a third guard that they can rely on night in, night out. And I know without OG or with OG, that's supposed to be Norm, but we saw the struggles that Norm had early on when he wasn't in the starting lineup. So that's where you get these tough games, these tough nights you see from Kyle and Fred sometimes where it doesn't look like they have their legs in it. And Kyle you know, four of 16 in this game, finished with nine points, but he was one of seven from three. And Kyle had a big night last night in Brooklyn. He played really well. So that's when things become really, really tough. And that's where you pay attention to the Raptors depth. Second quarter, as mentioned, the Hawks go off and they end up leading at halftime 63 or sorry, 66 to 63. And as we move on to the third quarter, I already see the comments coming in. People are fired up. They want to talk about the refs. Long-time followers of this Wrap It Up podcast know I am not the one to ever blame the refs for a loss. I say that the refs are just bad and officiating, first off, officiating a basketball game is hard because, I mean, what's a foul? What's not a foul? You could call a moving screen every time. You could call fouls, charge block. Like, it's hard to referee an NBA game. With that said, there are a lot of bad refs and refs are just bad collectively all you hope for is consistency and i'll say this much the refs were bad in this game and they were consistently bad so there were bad calls all over the place but in that third quarter in particular the hawks because it, it was like the teams were just trading runs at first right raps or the hawks start off they were up by 10 raps called timeout raps go on an 8-0 run norm's leading that way that way for the raps and he was just balling. And then the Hawks call a timeout and they go on 11 the 11 to 2 run to lead by 11. And you're just seeing this game of runs take place and then all of a sudden 
the refs insert themselves into the game. And it was really centered around Trey Young, I want to say, to begin. And I'll say this. Trey Young is a difficult player to ref. And what I mean by that is he, you know, guys have become super crafty. And and James Harden probably gets the most credit for this. But in terms of selling and, you know, in terms of controlling the game and you're controlling the tempo and, you know, guys are trying to reach in and you're trying to bait them into moves so you can create contact. And Trey Young is very good at doing that. And the Raptors just kind of fell into the trap. And players like Trey Young or who he's trying to be, like James Harden, they thrive off of you being aggressive. And if there's one thing about the Toronto Raptors, they are super aggressive on defense. We know that anyone stepping on the floor for the Toronto Raptors, you have to play super intense defense or else you're not going to get minutes. So when someone gets thrown out there and it's Bembry because they did the same thing tonight as they did last night to Kyrie, if you're paying attention, right, they're putting a bigger guy on these quick little point guards so that even if you get beat off the dribble, your length and athleticism will still allow you to catch up and maybe bother his shot or adjust his shot. And so Bembry comes in and he's trying to play defense following Terrence Davis, who is also trying to play defense. And Terrence Davis, I'm guaranteeing you, Nick Nurse had way greater expectations in this game for Terrence Davis that he did not live up to. But you saw why he doesn't get minutes. He was taking dumb fouls at first on Trey Young, where it's just not needed. If you're taking fouls in the backcourt, like they just inbound the ball and you're fouling them, like that's just not a smart move by Terrence Davis. And then you got to also know the situation. Because then you're fouling him to put him in the penalty, meaning he's getting free throws. And that really changed the game at that point. Because it was a close game. It got up to 11, yes. But at that point now, you're working hard on offense as the Raptors to get buckets to cut into the lead. Meanwhile, you're just handing them free throws by continuing to send Trey Young to the line. Now, mind you, was every one of the fouls called on Trey Young an actual foul? No, of course not. Especially the one on Bembry in the backcourt where he got called for that and the ball was still not even inbounded yet. That was a terrible call. But then the refs start calling the touch fouls and then calling techs. And I'm never going to really argue why someone gets a tech unless I can actually hear what they said to get the tech, right? So Bembry says something and Freddie's trying to hold him back and he gets called for the tech And so there's free throws there, but that's a huge swing because they were shooting free throws because the ball wasn't inbounded yet. So you're getting those free throws plus the tech and the ball. So that's a huge swing. And Trey Young came down the floor and hit a three after that. So that is a massive, massive swing for the Hawks. And if you're Trey Young, he wasn't really shooting the ball that well, but now you're starting to build confidence because you're seeing the ball go through the hoop from the free throw line, and he was able to build on that and just carry the scoring load a bit more, feel confident, feel good about himself. And, I mean, the Texan end there. Rondo got a tech from the bench <laughs> where he was saying something to the refs from the bench. Um Lloyd Pierce, the Hawks coach, got a tech for arguing calls as well. I don't know how Gallinari didn't get a text, a text, a tech at one point because he was arguing calls. And while all this is happening, the Hawks are still raining threes. And that led to the Raps being down 
by seven points heading into the fourth quarter. And in the fourth quarter, I think they just ran out of gas. There wasn't enough. The Raps were missing shots, and the only thing keeping it kind of close was Chris Boucher on the glass. Chris Boucher, I mean, he had a rough a rough patch there, I want to say, for maybe about five games. But overall, when he is doing what we're used to seeing him do at this point, which is just be a pest on the offensive glass. And I think going against someone like Clint Capella kind of shows him what he can do in this league if he stays to his principles of just being in the paint, being a high-energy guy, and dominating that matchup inside. Clint Capella had a solid game as well, 23 points, 16 rebounds. Boucher off the bench, 29 points, 10 rebounds. And you look at the percentages, they both shot 10 of 13 from the floor. So if you're Chris Boucher, you should just be watching Clint Capella tapes because two things, Clint Capella is a highly successful NBA player. And if you're not paying attention, he signed for the bag, a big bag. So in the way the NBA is going, if you decide to be one of those guys, there's always going to be a role for you because there's going to be a team that needs you, that wants you. And I think at this point for Chris Boucher, my advice would be to shoot the three when you're wide open, but other than that, dominate the paint. And maybe, you know, we've seen the pick and roll work a little bit, but I think he needs a little more practice just in terms of, you know, consistency and catching the ball and finishing at the rim off the bounce pass. Or maybe, you know, the one thing Capella's good at for sure is finishing the alley-oop. And that's just about building chemistry with your point guard. And maybe after a bit more minutes, more consistent minutes throughout the rest of the season, Maybe we could see that from Chris Boucher, but a great night from, from him, 33 minutes off the bench, again, 29 points, 10 rebounds, give him also two blocks. When you compare that to Aaron Baines, who finished with two points, zero rebounds, one assist, one steal, one block. I mean, one for five from three or from the floor for Aaron Baines. This, it's just tough. And I don't know what the answer is for the Raps. I don't know what the game plan is in terms of, you know, do you want to go out and try to make a big move and try to get like Andre Drummond, who people think might be available from the Cavs? I don't know, but the Raps definitely need to bring in more options at the five because whatever it is, Aaron Baines is not the answer. But let's get some comments here. As again, the Raptors win, or sorry, the Raptors lose for the first time. I'm used to saying the Raptors win against the Hawks. Again, it has, it's been since 2017 since they've lo- lost to the Atlanta Hawks. So the Hawks win 132 to 121 in this game. And let's see what's going on here in the chat on Instagram. Someone says, Trey Young, cheap fouls. Yeah, that was tough to watch. It was really tough to see a lot of bad fouls there being called against Trey Young and company for sure and or being called on Trey Young by the refs and I mean if you're the Raptors it's so tough for you to adjust it and understand because you got to figure out early kind of maybe figure out what the refs are doing which I know is very tough but if you try and figure out what the refs are doing you can sort out and at least maybe adjust your defense your defense there you know but let's get some comments here. Now start on YouTube. And on YouTube, shouts to JU who says, Sheldon, big fan here. Really appreciate you, my dude. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, oh, he wants to collab. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. Hit me up in the in the DMs. 
Uh, K2's Garnett says schedule loss. I agree with that. Um, he also says the Atlanta broadcast was giving Boucher a lot of respect. Hawks played well. They have a good young squad. Uh, I agree with you on that. And I think that for the Hawks at this point, the part that's interesting to me is they've gotten a lot of draft picks. Obviously, the, the trade will always be talked about. Luka for Trey Young. But they have pieces, and then now they've started to bring in vets. So they're expecting to make the playoffs this year. And it's interesting to watch their team now because they're dealing with a bunch of injuries. Remember Bogdanovich, who was a huge signing for them in the offseason after he was supposed to go to the Bucks, but he ends up on the Hawks, and he's been out for a while. Um, Rondo's been in and out of the lineup. Gallinari's been in and out of the lineup. They're dealing with injuries, and so... It's weird to see Capella spent some time out of the lineup, but as of now, they appear to be on a, the upward tick, right? Like they're, they're doing all right. They're doing okay. And I, I really think that at this point, if you're thinking about the Atlanta Hawks and what their chances are of being a good team, I really think that a lot of pressure right now is on Trey Young. And I don't know if he's ready for that prime time yet. Like he's, he's a good player. He's a solid player. I just don't know if he's ready, 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 ready yet. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. More comments. Jarrett says, weird game, but the defense wasn't there today. And yeah, I mean, the defense wasn't there. That is true. But I really think when the defense isn't there, it's because your legs aren't there. And it's just a tough back-to-back. And this is a tough trip for the Raps because you have one day off tomorrow, as in Super Bowl Sunday. And then Monday, you're back at it playing against or playing in Memphis. So it's a tough week, right? Raptors are then off on Tuesday, and then they play Wednesday, Thursday. So this is a very, very tough week for the Toronto Raptors. And, you know, wins are going to be tough to come by, and you just hope whatever wins you can get, you got to make sure you get them. So that's why it was huge to take advantage of the situation against the Nets, and you take that win, and hopefully you have that same mentality and steal a few more because, again, the climb back to 500, that's got to be the key focus right now if you're the Toronto Raptors. Get back to that 500 mark and because that 500 mark you know will be in the playoffs, right? So as long as you focus on that, you don't need to watch and pay attention to the schedule or pay attention to what other teams are doing. At this point, pay attention to being at the 500 mark. Uh, more comments. Tammy says the refs were equally bad for both teams. I totally agree. And you saw the technical fouls being handed out to both teams. And that's normally a sign of just how terrible the refs, the terrible of a job the refs are doing, right? Nobody's happy. But again, again, the silver lining, I guess, or the silver lining I'm going to choose to take away is at least they were consistently bad for both teams. I'll switch it up and go to Twitter for a couple comments. Uh, Raps used 80% of their energy last night and couldn't recharge, unfortunately. Um, another comment, uh, Bane's got to go. Also, Davis. They had their chances. We need a good center. Uh, Terrence Davis, I wouldn't give up on Terrence Davis yet. I mean, and I'm saying this from a basketball standpoint. I know there's some other things going on that I'm not going to speak on because I don't have enough information on it personally to speak on it, but... From a basketball standpoint, Terrence Davis, he struggled this year. It's not been a good year for Terrence Davis. And I think coming off last season, I had the expectation, and I bet the team had the expectation, that they thought he was going to maybe, I don't know if take a leap is the right word, but at least 
you know, show some sign of progression, become a consistent part of the Raptors rotation. And he's not that right now. He just isn't. Baines, definitely, I think Baines, this thing isn't working with Aaron Baines. And you got to figure something else out because the center spot, your team is built in a way where you need a center spot, someone just to dominate the paint. Chris Boucher is not there yet where you can put him in the starting spot and he handles heavy minutes every single night. So that means you got to get someone else in there to help out in the paint if you're the Toronto Raptors. I'll go back to YouTube for some more comments and let's see what we got here. It's tough playing from behind for the second straight night of a back-to-back and we don't have much depth as we did in previous years. That's exactly the problem, right? Jarrett, that's a very good point from Jarrett here on YouTube. Not only are you playing on the back-to-back, but you're playing from behind on a back-to-back. And that's hard to do because you, you exert so much energy trying to make the comeback that once you get there and the other team took your punch, you still need to come back with a couple more haymakers yourself to make it a game. And that becomes very difficult. K2's Garnett in the chat is trying to, uh, let's see, Cleveland sent us Kevin Love. I'd even take JaVale McGee. Kevin Love makes a lot of money, so we'd have to send money back the other way. I'm not sure what Kevin Love's contract status is or when his contract's up, but he, if it's not this year, he probably still has at least next year, I, I think, but I'd have to look that up. I don't know if Kevin Love at this point of his career is the answer. He gets hurt a lot. Maybe that changes when, you know, your team has greater expectations or and something to play for, you know, joining a team that has some championship pedigree for sure. But I don't know if you want to bank on, on Kevin Love at this point. JaVale McGee, I mean, he'd help. He's a body. He'd be a better, I mean, we hope that he'd be a better body than Aaron Baines at this point, but I don't know that for sure. But, you know, you take you take the flyer on JaVale McGee at this point because you'd probably take anybody because <laughs> it's just not looking good. It's just not looking good if you're Aaron Baines right now. That's how bad it is. A soccer fanatic shouts a soccer fanatic being in this wrap it up basketball pod, but we embrace all sports fans. So I appreciate that for sure. He says, Masai has also been a big fan of Drummond. I thought he was past it, but now I think they should make the move. They need the upgrade. Drummond's going to be interesting because, well, whatever the Cavs do, it's going to be interesting because you know, they're trying to trade someone, probably Drummond, but I don't think the market is really there for him at this point. Teams aren't really willing yet to give up, you know, a first round pick to get them. And I think they're trying to probably hold out for a first round pick. So that makes things kind of tough to move him. Um, so there's been talk of a buyout. And if he gets a buyout, chances are, I mean, you would assume he goes to Brooklyn. That's where, I mean, that would be the obvious place to go if you ask me. But we'll see how these things play out. But either way, tough night for the Toronto Raptors as they fall 132 to 121 against the Atlanta Hawks tough loss for the Toronto Raptors again and as mentioned they fall behind Chris Boucher who put up 29 points and 10 rebounds Trey Young doing all he can to lead the Hawks to victory as he went for 28 and 13 and if you're the Toronto Raptors you look at that and you say you know what not much you could do at that point because your legs you just ran out of legs and now if you think about it, Trey Young's coming. And you know Trey Young is 
he's a tough, 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 tough cover for your guards that you expect a lot from night in and night out. So Toronto Raptors fall in this game, but they'll have a chance to come back again and do, you know, they have a chance to come back and hopefully get back in the win column as they head to Memphis on Monday as the quest to get back to 500 continues. The Raptors, as they now sit at 10-13 and 13 after a 132-121 loss to the Atlanta Hawks. As mentioned, the Hawks shoot the lights out. 52% from three in this game. 19 three-pointers overall. And the Raptors fall to 0-3 so far this season on the second night of a back-to-back. Again, the consistent theme, the reason why you see those numbers, and it's not the same that it was in past Raptors seasons, it's depth. That's just a simple story at this point. The Raptors are lacking depth. And when you lack depth, you're going to take L's on back-to-backs. When you lack depth, your star players are going to have good nights and then really bad nights because they need more help. Raps didn't really get it tonight. But on the plus side, huge shout to Chris Boucher. 29-10, and 10, let Boucher cook. <laughs> let Chris Boucher cook. More Boucher, less Baines. That's what I'm saying at this point. Hopefully, Raps get back to the win column on Monday night. But as of now, they face a tough, tough loss to Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks. But again, I'd like to shout out all the people that tuned into the podcast, whether you were watching live on Instagram, watching live on Twitter or YouTube or Twitch. Follow the Twitch stream on Blast Podcast. There you can comment and find everything you need to know from the Wrap It Up podcast because we are here live after each and every Toronto Raptors game, win or loss. We got you covered, breaking things down, talking about what, what this Toronto Raptors team has to do to get back to the playoffs. That's all Raptors fans want. Raptors fans want the playoffs. Hopefully the Raps can get there. And if you ever miss the podcast or want to check out all the other things that we do on the On Blast Podcast Network, we got a Super Bowl preview that's up for the big game. If you want game picks and prop bets, we got you covered with I'll Name This Football Pod later. If you're a fan of MTV's The Challenge, we got that up as well. We got you covered there with a challenge recap show. We also got a weekly basketball chat with me and my guy, Andrew Webster, where we break down all the fun off and on the court in the NBA, the best league in the world. That is called Ball on Blast. And as mentioned, we got this, the only live and interactive Toronto Raptors postgame show, and it's called Wrap It Up. And thanks, guys, for tuning in once again, because as I always say, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps postgame show, as always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. Oh, blast.